In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Three in One, who is our crucified Lord, who bears the marks of this church. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, I asked the question right away this morning, where are your scars? And if you are like most people, you have some scars somewhere on your body that you're able to point to, and maybe those scars even tell a little bit of a story about you. With me, I have a scar that is right up here on my forehead. If you look at my forehead later on today, you can see it. Uh, it's a scar where I, I had some, some squamous cell skin cancer and the dermatologist snipped it off and then needed to snip some more off and it left a little bit of a scar. And uh, down here on my abdomen, which you're probably not going to see, <laughs> I have a scar from an apodectomy appendectomy where a doctor came in and uh, cut me open in order to take my appendix out when I was about 11. And But not all of my scars are medical. Um, uh, some of my scars don't have anything to do with the doctor or nurses or, or anybody like that. And uh, my scar on this finger is, is proof of that. Um, uh, that was just a boneheaded move on my part uh, when I was uh, going through the seminary, I, I was uh, working as a bartender and I was cutting up some bar fruit and instead of cutting a lemon, um, I decided that it would be a good idea to cut my own finger and so I had to, then, then I had to go and see a doctor. Um, uh, then, then I have some, uh, another scar that, that's a couple of scars that, that are on my forearm here that are from something stupid I did in college. We'll talk about that later. And I have uh, some other scars that you probably couldn't see even if I was completely naked in front of you because those scars are on the inside of me. Scars that have to do with painful times that I've gone through, scars of times that um, have been difficult, and scars that mark me. In a certain way, just like all of these scars do. Well, that's kind of what we're talking about for this sermon series. Is We're talking about scars. The way that Martin Luther put it is he said that there are seven marks of the church. And those seven marks of the church, uh, you can think of them as seven scars of the church in a lot of ways. Because what a scar is, is it's a place of healing. That if you have a scar, it's, that's actually a good thing compared to what it could be. Because it could be just an open gaping wound. A scar is actually evidence that there has been some healing in that place. And that the healing has been complete. That it's worked. And so I can point to my scars and I can say, well, take a look at this. This scar on my forearm or this scar on my forehead, it doesn't hurt because it's healed. Well, that's kind of the sense of these marks of the church that Luther came up with. And as we take a look at the readings that we have in the season of Easter, all of the first readings, you'll notice, all of a sudden come from the New Testament. 
Now, if you've been with us for very long, you're kind of used to this first reading is usually from the Old Testament. Um, sometimes it's a prophet, sometimes it's a story, but it's usually from the Old Testament. And then you get into the season of Easter and all of a sudden, whoa, it's New Testament. And it's specifically New Testament from the book of Acts, which is a history of the first Christian church. It's a history of how the church comes together. And so as we look at that history of the church coming together, what we're doing is we're sort of double-checking Martin Luther's works. We're saying, okay, well, you said that there are seven marks to the church. So as we walk through the book of Acts, are we going to see those seven marks of the church? Is what you have correct? Now, Luther put those marks of the church in a certain order. We're going actually sort of backwards and skipping around a little bit because of the way that the marks show up in our readings, which means that today we are talking about the seventh and the last mark of the church in Luther's list, which is probably the most esoterically named mark of the church is the mark of the possession of the Holy Cross. Now, some scholars think that what Luther was doing when he penned this mark this way was that he was sort of being tongue-in-cheek about some of the people in the Roman Catholic Church at the time who said that they had pieces of the Holy Cross. But I don't necessarily by that because I, I think what Martin Luther was getting across here was this sort of notion of what it really means for us to be the church you see what Martin Luther believed about the church what Martin Luther saw in the scriptures about the church is that the church is the body of Christ on earth. And when we say that, we're, we're not just saying that sort of metaphorically. We're not just saying that sort of weirdo spiritually. That what we're saying, when we say that we are the body of Christ on earth, that in some strange, unimaginable, without God way, that we are literally... God's body, Jesus' body here on earth. And if we are Jesus' body here on earth, then Jesus' body, just as it did when he presented himself to Thomas, that Jesus' body bears marks. That Jesus' body bears scars, signs of who he is. Scars that tell stories about what he did. That is what it means to be a part of his body. That we bear these marks. And so, a lot of times when people start talking about this particular sign, it is a sign 
that is a sign of the suffering of the church. In fact, that's the way that this sort of gets unpacked, is that the sign of the possession of the Holy Cross is manifested in the church by the church suffering. Now, for us, suffering is kind of a negative thing, so I'm going to repackage that with a different word. And it's it's a word that, that works, it's a word that has integrity with what we're talking about. It's the word for passion. Passion means suffering. So when you say that I'm filled with passion for something, what you're saying is I am filled so much with love for this thing that I'm actually willing to suffer for this, whatever it is I'm passionate about. And that's what it means for the church to bear this sign of the possession of the Holy Cross is that we're passionate, that we're willing to walk into suffering, which gets us to the book of Acts and what we just read from the book of Acts. And I've got to let you know that Acts 5 is probably my favorite testament, favorite story chapter in the whole New Testament. Because it starts off with this kind of weird story about the, these, this couple named Ananias and Sapphira. And Ananias and Sapphira, well, they try to hide some stuff from God and then they get killed. And then after that, then they get into the story that we jumped into the middle of where they've been preaching. And the authority figures have said, we don't want you to preach in that name anymore. And then, then this guy Gamaliel says, hold on, hold on, hold on. Send them into the other room. I've got something to tell you guys. And he says, you better watch out what you're doing because this actually might be God at work. And then they do this great thing where they go, thanks, Gamaliel, bring him back in. Let's beat him up. And so they beat them up, and here's the kicker. They leave rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer dishonor for the name of Jesus. Crazy. That they got this beating. But they were so passionate, literally, about this Jesus guy that after they walked away from that beating, they went, wow, that's maybe a little taste of what it was like to be Jesus. Wasn't that phenomenal? Maybe they're trading stories about who hit them where. They're excited, they're ramped up, they're rejoicing, they're saying, hey, this is great. Which then I think comes back on us and we go, ah, I don't know. Have, have I been that passionate? Have I walked away from beatings? Or has it been more the case that I've walked away from opportunities to be beat? I've walked away from opportunities to suffer for the name. That's the question that at least comes up for me when I see these disciples 
deliriously crazy about the fact that they were able to get whooped. The beautiful thing about this story is not that we get to put ourselves on a spectrum and say, hey, well, you know, I suffered more for Jesus today than you did. Because that's not what those first disciples were doing. Those first disciples were looking at the suffering that they actually engaged in their lives. They were looking at their scars. And so as you look at your body and you see your scars, and as you look internally and you think about your scars and about the things that have hurt you and about the things that you have healed from, this sign of the possession of the Holy Cross means that as the church, what you are able to do is not put yourself above other people, but rather it is that you can look inside of your own life and you can see Jesus there. That you can say, that terrible thing that happened to me, that I can see Jesus in the midst of that. That time where I felt like I was being beat by a bunch of Jewish rabbis, which I have no idea what that beatdown looks like. It's crazy. <laughs> that time, I, I can see Jesus in that. And that's what it means when our neighbors look at our lives. Because honestly, our lives have suffering just like their lives have suffering. The difference in our lives is that our lives have Jesus in them. And that Jesus makes that suffering not necessarily any more tolerable, but it gives it meaning. It gives it beauty. It gives it a sense of rejoicing that you can look at the suffering in your life and you can say, Jesus is in the midst of that suffering. You are going to look bizarro to your neighbors when you have that perspective because they don't have a perspective that helps them to understand that suffering. And that is what the church is supposed to be here for. It's supposed to be this place that doesn't help you escape from suffering, but it's a place that helps you to understand your suffering in a way that puts it into an, a divine context that ends with a resurrection. And so may you this week engage in your suffering. May you look at your own scars. And may you, in the midst of those scars, see Jesus. Amen.